Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for Okay, I'm going to call this Recognize the Pattern. You ever realize there's some people, they don't know how to recognize patterns, and you're like, when are you going to get it? It's kind of like uh, every time I drive down this particular road, I always get a flat tire. Well, I drove down the road again, I got another flat tire. I drove down the road again, I got another flat tire. Well, somebody needs to thunk you upside the head and say, stop driving down that road. If every time you go that way, you get a flat tire, obviously you should recognize the pattern here and stop it. (laughs) Change something, or at least go out and and get a broom and sweep up or something. Go clean it up. Stop it. It's insanity if you do the same thing over and over again and you expect the same results. So you've got to learn to recognize patterns in your life. And I've certainly recognized a pattern in Israel's kings as we've been going through the book of the kings. There's patterns in here, and you'd think that someone by now would get it. So let's go on through it uh, in uh, 2 Kings 15, recognize the pattern. And you'll see what I'm getting at here in a minute, where Azariah reigns in Judah. And again, I'm always claiming I'm an Alvin resident. I went to Alvin High School. I'm a redneck, I'm a fifth generation Texan, and when I hit these Hebrew words, I butcher them, I know it, sue me. Write me an email. I'm just going to do what I do. Well, Ray, you go on the radio with that. Don't you think Hebrew people are listening? Yeah, they do, and they, they know how I talk, okay? In the 27th year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, Azariah, the son of Amaziah, see what I'm talking about? Tongue twister. Azariah, the son of Amaziah, king of Judah, became king. He was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned 52 years. Yes, I'm dramatizing. 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was, I don't know, Jecholiah of Jerusalem. (laughs) Jecholiah of Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah had done, except that the high places were not removed. The people still sacrificed and burned incense on the high places. Now, Azariah's name means Yahweh is my strength. And up until this time in history, no one had ruled longer than Azariah had. He actually went a full 52 years. David didn't even rule that long. And this was the Lord's blessing for a king that did right. It said he did right. Yes, he didn't take the high places down, but he did right. Blessing for 52 years. And uh, the people were supposed to be blessing in the temple of God, not the high places. That was something he still hadn't dealt with. Check this out, 2 Kings 15, 5. Then the Lord struck the king so that he was a leper until the day of his death. So he dwelt in an isolated house. 
And Jotham, the king's son, was over the royal house, judging the people of the land. Now, my first question is, why did God do this? Why did he strike him? The answer is found in another book. And you got to know that when, I just want to give you an upfront, when you get to this other book, as we read it, you're going to see the name Uzziah. Now, who's Uzziah? It's the same name as Azariah. My name is Ray. My middle name is Andrew. But you don't call me Andrew, you call me Ray. But if you called me Andrew, technically you're right. So Uzziah is the same as Azariah, same guy. So Uzziah slash Azariah, he was very successful in restoring the kingdom of Israel. But let's read from 2 Chronicles 26, 15. He's very popular right here because he's doing good. So his fame spread far and wide, for he was marvelously helped till he became strong. But when he was strong, uh uh-oh, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord his God by entering the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. So Azariah the priest went in after him, and with him were 80 priests of the Lord, valiant men. And they withstood the king, Uzziah, and said to him, It is not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord, but for the priests, the sons of Aaron, who were consecrated to burn incense. Get out of the sanctuary, for you have trespassed. You still have no honor from the Lord. You shall have no honor from the Lord God. So now another reason why you can see why they used his other name, Uzziah, is because there's a priest in the story with the same name. Azariah. It helps us to tell these two guys apart. So we know that the Lord struck Azariah, Uzziah, with leprosy because he got so proud of himself. Remember, he got fame and his strength went up and he he got all big. He got so proud of himself, he thought he had the right to go in and override the priest's job. He thought, well, I can do this myself. And I'll give you the Jesus parallel real quick. You cannot do what your priest has done for you. You cannot work to do your salvation. That's the priest's job. That's not yours. So he thought he could override and go in the temple and do sacrifices. Now, that was not his job, even as a king. And I will tell you, no matter how great and wonderful you think you are, no matter how much money you may have in your bank account, you are not good enough to work your own salvation. That is not your job. That is a trespass to think you can earn your way up. So... God himself had stated only the Levites could do that work. And I want to show you 2 Chronicles 23, 6 says, But let no one come into the house of the Lord except the priests and those of the Levites who serve. They may go in, for they are holy, which means consecrated. Consecrated means I am especially set apart specifically to do God's work. I'm not doing none of that stuff that y'all are doing. I'm going to dedicate to the Lord. That's all I'm doing. That was their job. Technically, spiritually, whatever you want to call it, we Christians should be the same way. All the stuff you guys are out there doing in the world, I can't do that with you. I'm supposed to be holy. That means I'm set apart. Yes, it's going to make me look like a dork, but that's, I'm, I'm going to look like a fool for the Lord, okay? That's the similar thing. So these priests told him to get out. And they said he, he actually trespassed. Now, you got to think of the guts it took For these guys to go and tell a king, you messed up and you get out of here now. See, they were more scared of the Lord than they were of that king on what would happen if they didn't do, uh, tell the king to get out of there. Your friends, 
when they go off trespassing, you need to warn them. Oh, I'll repent is such an offensive word today. Well, look what these priests did. You need to get out of there, man. That's, this is not for you to be in here, okay? They were valiant men. They were very bold guys. Good for them. Good example for us to follow. And when they said, you sinned against the Lord, they said he would have no honor from the Lord. Because of what you've done, you'll have no honor. Boy, were they not kidding. They were serious. But prideful Azariah, he was too lofty to hear it. He just got too big. Remember, his dad did the same thing. Amaziah, he got proud. Now, I do what I want to do. Bad inherited trait there, isn't it? Second Chronicles 26, 19. Then Uzziah became furious. I'm the king. How dare you tell me, right? He became furious. And he had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was angry with the priests, leprosy broke out on his forehead before the priests in the house of the Lord beside the incense altar. And Azariah, the chief priest, and all the priests looked at him. And there on his forehead, he was leprous. So they thrust him out of that place. Indeed, he also hurried to get out because the Lord had struck him. Look at this. He turns around, he gets mad. How dare you? And all of a sudden, right there, there it went. He ain't talking now, is he? Friends, I know it's hard to call people to repentance. It's rough and it's uncomfortable and it's awkward and we don't really like to do it. It's not the most fun part of Christianity. But if you don't, look what can happen to your friends if they don't, if they're not if they're going into willful transgressions and, and they're, they're committing sins and you don't say anything, you actually become an accomplice to their sin and you got to tell them, you got to say something. And there's a loving way to say it, okay? But this was very serious. This was temple stuff. So remember, we already read that Azariah had said he was a leper until he died because there was no cure for leprosy at that time back then. So they put him in an isolated house for the rest of his days. He lived all by himself. He probably advised the guy that took over as a co-regency uh, rulership there, but he was stuck off in a house off by himself, and that was the price he paid for his trespass. Second Kings fifteen six. Now the rest of the acts of Azariah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? So Azariah rested with his fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in the city of David. Then Jotham, his son, reigned in his place. Okay, we just threw, went through 50 years of history, just bam, like that, just right here, okay? And one of the most effective kings in Judah's history was this guy, Uzziah, Azariah. He's a very effective guy. He expanded Judah's borders greatly. Remember, they had been hurt, hurt, and the borders were tracted down, but he helped expand it. This is restoration. This is God restoring Judah because the kings of Judah were doing right in the sight of the Lord, so God blessed that with restoration. If you want restoration in your life, you need to do what God tells you to do. Do what's right in his eyes. There's, there's a pattern to see right there. So the borders went out. He also reorganized Judah's military to be a lot more effective than they were. He did a lot of incredible things, and you can read about it in 2 Chronicles chapter 26 if you want to. And so Azariah, he was also mentioned in the book of Isaiah. He gets a mention in Isaiah because he and Isaiah lived during the same time of history. In fact, 
The book of Isaiah opens up with his name in it. And I just want to show you because it's interesting. Isaiah 1 verse 1, the vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, the, uh, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah. Jotham, he's the guy that took over. Ahaz, he'll be next. And Hezekiah, kings of Judah. So that's a list of kings right there that we're going to get into later as we continue through this book. And just keep it in mind that this is the same time frame when Isaiah began his ministry. So look at this. We already can see some pieces here. Israel was hurt, uh, or I mean, the, uh, the kingdom of Judah was hurt and small. God's been restoring them back with a good, aggressive king. And then Isaiah pops in and it's like, wow, that's going to be even more restoration for a lot of people, right? A lot, lot of pieces to put together in these books. Now, in recent chapters, we've read about the Lord's restoration Amaziah started that, carried over to Azariah, and Isaiah comes in. But this is just, I'm just so glad to see that the Lord works to restore his people. We've seen a lot of judgment and a lot of blood and guts and a lot of fighting and a lot of extreme stuff. Oh, the Lord judged him, put leprosy on his forehead. Oh, what a terrible God. Wait a minute. Look at all the restoration he's doing. You know, a lot of people concentrate on the bad stuff. (laughs) I'm trying to help show you the good stuff. God will not tolerate sin, no doubt. He'll deal with it. And that's real, but he also likes to bless and restore too. I want you to keep both of those in context here. So now we're going to switch from the kingdom of Judah, all the work that God was doing for Judah with good kings doing what was right. Now we're going to switch over to the kingdom of Israel. Remember, all of Israel had split in half. You got a southern kingdom of Judah and the rest was called Israel. They're all Israelites, okay? But the one's called the kingdom of Judah and one's called the kingdom of Israel. So we just switched now. 2 Kings 15.8. In the 38th year of Azariah, king of Judah. See how everything, everything's being measured against Azariah because he lived for such a long, uh, he ruled a long time. In the 38th year of Azariah, king of Judah, Zechariah, the son of Jeroboam, reigned over Israel in Samaria six months. Stop for a minute. Six months. What is going on? Just being observant, okay? Six months. And he did evil. Oh, there it is. That's why. There you yeah, got it. Six months. He did evil in the sight of the Lord as his fathers had done. He did not depart from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who had made Israel sin. Now, the last time we went through a recent chapter, we had learned of Amaziah he, uh, of Judah. You remember I said he hired those 100,000 Israelite guys to go help attack the Edomites. He's come help me attack the, these guys. But a prophet came up and said, don't take anybody from Israel with you. Don't take any Israelites. Do not use them. Look, here it is in 2 Chronicles 25, 7. It says, but a man of God came to him saying, O king, do not let the army of Israel go with you, for the Lord is not with Israel. The Lord was not with Israel. Now, why do you think the Lord was not with Israel? Well, looking at 2 Kings 15, I think it's obvious why the Lord was not with Israel. Because there's so many of Israel's kings were continually doing evil. So that answers the question why he wasn't with them. Don't even use their soldiers. Bad king makes for bad leadership, makes for bad followers. And I always say, okay, I went through four years of Bible college. I can give you Christian leadership and save you $30,000 in tuition right now. Here it is. Christian leadership is this. Whatever you do, they're going to do. Pretty much it. 
I'll learn a little more than that. But what you do, they're going to do. Let me tell you what that means. If you expect other people to do it, you have to do it first. And you have to do it with them. Don't just tell them you should be going to church. If you're not going to go, what you do, they're going to do. And what the king did, everybody did. And the, and the prophet said, don't take these guys. Well, it said the kings were the ones doing bad. It infected everybody in their leadership. Everybody you lead, everybody you have an influence over, you affect them. Did you know you can even affect person X in the airport that passes by? You'll never know their name. You'll never get to know them ever. And you're standing in line waiting on coffee and the line's long and you're mad. And they see you. You just influenced them. Or you could be happy. I got Jesus and everything's okay. Maybe I'll miss my plane. I don't know, whatever. And they'll see They'll see that and they'll be, wow, look at that guy. You know, somebody walked by me the other day and smiled and it, it lifted me. I don't know who they are. That's leadership. What you do, they're going to do. So that's why the Lord God was not with Israel because the kings were doing evil and it messed everybody up. So what we have here, we've got two different kingdoms going in two different directions. We have Israel was doing wrong while God had been restoring Judah for doing right. There's your pattern. Recognize the pattern. So it looks to me like there's a pretty clear formula here in this book that if you obey the Lord, then blessing will come. But if you do things your own way, the blessing is shut off. Pretty simple. Lately in Christianity out here in America, I hear everybody praying for God's blessing. God's blessing, his favor, his favor, but they're not doing what God told them to do. Blessing comes from obedience. You obey, you get blessed. You disobey, quite the opposite happens. That's pretty much the formula I see. Not not 100% of the time, God has his own will, his own sovereign choice. But generally speaking, if you want to be blessed, get in that Bible. Read it. Well, I don't know what's in it. All the more reason for you to read it. Well, I don't understand it all. Well, get started. (laughs) That's the first thing people tell me. I don't understand everything. He begat this and that. Come on. Start reading. You want blessed? Get in there and you'll learn what you need to be obeying. If you do things your own way, you won't have it. Now, at this point in history, Judah had done well because of their series of good kings. But just like good traits can be handed down, bad traits can be handed down also. Azariah, he got proud. What did his dad Amaziah do? He started off well and he got proud too. That was an inherited trait he learned from his dad. And people are going to learn things from you too. It's inherited. It's learned. So be careful what you're dishing out out there because people are going to copy you, right? Bad trades can be handed down. So evil was handed down to Zechariah, now down from Jeroboam II, which once again will bring about bad things. We got bad kings, bad things. I could have called this, I could have called it that. Bad kings, bad things. Well, we have some good ones, though. Check it out. 2 Kings 15, 10. Then Shalom, the son of Jabesh, conspired against him and struck and killed him in front of the people, and he reigned in his place. See what that kind of that bad attitude, that bad behavior will get you. He just got popped in front of everybody. No big deal, right? The very fact that this guy Shalom could assassinate Zechariah right out in public like that, and then take the throne on top of it 
without anybody going, whoa, 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 wait a minute. We saw what you did. He took the throne and he got away with it. That indicates to me that the people were okay with it. You killed him. Hey, fine with us. We hated him. He's a bad king. Go ahead, Shalom, take it. I'm sorry, but if somebody attacked and, and, and killed a president, people would be in an uproar about it. You don't have the right to do that. But this guy was so bad, they didn't care. Take the throne. We'll try you out for a while. Nobody contested the murder. They had no issue. Now, Shalom did what he wanted, and he had no opposition or pushback from anybody. That tells you that Zechariah's wicked rule made him so hated by so many people that he never had the strong support for anybody to do anything about it. It's almost like Zechariah was supposed to die. And I'll read that and I go, he was supposed to die. I'm like, oh, maybe he was supposed to die. I want you to remember something we read not long ago. I want you to hang on to this for a second. Supposed to die, Ray? Yeah. What do you mean by that? I want to take you back in time to 2 Kings 10, 29. I want you to check this out. It says, however, Jehu, remember, he was the guy that was supposed to take out Ahab's line for doing wrong. It says, however, Jehu did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who had made Israel sin, that is from the golden calves that were at Bethel and Dan. And the Lord said to Jehu, because you have done well and doing what is right in my sight and have done to the house of Ahab all that was in my heart, your sons shall sit on the throne of Israel to the fourth generation, to the fourth generation, which means that that fourth generation, it's going to stop. Oh, what just happened to this guy that we just saw here? He got killed. He stopped. That line stopped. So Jehu was the king. God said, wipe out all the line of Ahab for his sin. And Jehu did what the Lord wanted him to do, but he got into that golden calf mess. And that did upset the Lord. And so the Lord was kind of like, okay, I have to execute, execute judgment for that sin of the golden calves, but you did do what I told you to. And since you did what I told you to, I'm going to give you four generations, and, Je- and Zechariah was the fourth. He was the fourth son down. And now that dynasty is over. And he got killed. From golden calf worship, great-grandpa did. It carried down because the Lord said that was going to happen. It's kind of like a generational curse thing was built into this, okay? Zechariah, you're done. You're out of here because they were playing with foul stuff. He was a wicked king, it said. 2 Kings 15, 11. Now the rest of the acts of Zechariah, indeed, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel. This was the word of the Lord, which he spoke to Jehu, saying, your sons shall sit on the throne of Israel to the fourth generation. And so it was. Friends, when God says he's going to do something, he does it. Well, he said that over a hundred years ago. That don't matter now. You think? You know, people treat God like, that. oh, Jesus ain't coming back. They've been saying that forever. Ha, ha, ha. You know that the Bible prophesied that scoffers would come making fun of that? And there you are in prophecy right there for talking like that. He said he's coming back. He's coming back. He says it. He's going to do it. Okay? So here in this case, Zechariah, he was the fourth guy. He's gone. Right? Because God said so. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. 
We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.